Hey, Brian here with the Mid-City Vineyard Church weekly podcast. My name, once again, is Brian. My wife, Christy, and I pastor Mid-City Vineyard in the heart of New Orleans. And if you want to learn a little bit more about us, you can check us out on Facebook, Mid-City Vineyard Church, Instagram, at Mid-City Vineyard, also online, midcityvineyard.org. The last number of weeks, uh, we have been in a brand new series entitled The Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Last week, we kicked it off with the all-inclusive kingdom, and in this week's teaching, we begin with the actual teachings of Jesus when Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of God is theirs. Thanks for joining us. We uh, absolutely hope you enjoy this, and we look forward to seeing you and meeting you sometime in the near future. Much peace to you. We're going to continue this series in uh, Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, so we'll be in chapters 5, 6, and 7 for probably the next, uh, I don't know, couple of years. And uh, it'll take us a while. It'll be, it should be a ton of fun, uh, I'm hoping. And if you missed last week, we just kicked it off last week. Uh, last week was part one, the all-inclusive kingdom, and that's available on podcast if you want to listen to that and catch up. I really think that that was a fairly important teaching to as we move forward into these Beatitudes. Uh, so you can go back and check that out. It's on our website, midcityvineyard.org. So tonight we're going to jump in, and we're, we're starting with the, the very first uh, Beatitude, the very first thing when Jesus comes onto the scene. And, you know, he, he comes onto the scene at this point. He's, he's called four guys at this point to be disciples. And he says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. And this is how Jesus launches his teaching ministry. He calls it, well, he doesn't call it, but it's called the Beatitudes. And something very important to remember from from this point throughout this entire series and throughout this entire teaching and, and the next number of weeks is that Jesus is not telling us, listen, These are the things you must do in order to be blessed. That's not what Jesus is doing with the Beatitudes. Jesus is not saying you must be poor in spirit to be blessed. Jesus is saying, he's making an announcement. For those who are poor in spirit, I want you to know that the kingdom is for you. For those of you who already find yourselves in this position, in this place of being poor or poor in spirit, this is for you you. Now, before we go too far, there's been a lot of questions about how did Jesus exactly come up with these teachings, with these so-called beatitudes? And Christopher Moore, in his book, Micah, don't put this up yet, but Christopher Moore, in his book, Lamb, uh, The Gospel According to Biff, Christ's Childhood Friend. Anybody? No? Yes? Okay. So here's what happens. Uh, What happens is, is God seems to be a little bit upset with how the church had been communicating the gospel message. And so uh, uh, God sends one of his angels back to earth to resurrect Biff from the dead. Biff was the actual childhood friend of Jesus. And so he resurrects Biff to come back from the dead. And and Biff and this angel, they go hang out in this hotel room in St. Louis. And the angel's like, here's what God wants you to do. He wants you to rewrite 
you know, or, or write the story of Jesus he, he, because Ma- apparently Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John got it wrong. Well, while Biff is hanging out in the hotel and he's like, he's having to r- work on this new gospel according to Biff, the angel is just hanging out. He can never leave Biff alone because he doesn't know what Biff will do. And so the angel ends up getting addicted to, to WWE wrestling and he also loves soap operas. And Biff's like, tells the angel, he says, see, this is why you guys didn't get free will. It's because, you know, you would do this kind of stuff with your free will. Biff ends up finding a Bible in the hotel room, one of those Gideon Bibles, but he doesn't want the angel to know that he's reading it. Uh, because he's afraid the angel might take it away. And so, because Biff doesn't know the story, he's been dead for 2,000 years. And so he goes and he sneaks into the, the bathroom and he starts reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and he's appalled because none of these guys mentioned Biff, but he was Christ's childhood friend. So the whole book is about how Biff and, 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 and Josh, he called him Josh, uh, w- uh, which was Jesus, they, they kind of walked through. So from age, what was he, 12 in the temple till he was 30, uh, till he was 33 30 years old when his ministry started, that's what Biff catches us up on. Tells about how they went to the Far East and learned Kung Fu and all kinds. It's fiction. Don't worry. But, um, <laughs> but here's this one, one part, if you look at the screen. So Jesus says to Biff, he's like, Biff, how are we doing on the Beatitudes? And, and he says, and Biff is like, the what? And he's like, you know, the, the blesseds. How, how are we doing on that message? We've got to start working on it. And so Biff says, well, we've got uh, blessed are the hunger, uh, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed are the poor in spirit, the pure in heart, uh, the whiners. Uh, I think those are who mourn. We got the meek. He says, well, oh, wait, 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 Biff, what are we giving to the meek? He says, oh, well, we're giving the meek. Uh, let's see, blessed are the meek uh, for them. We're going to say attaboy. And, and Jesus is like, no, we can't say, we can't just say attaboy. Keep going, Micah. He says, we can't just give them an attaboy. Uh, that seems weak. Let's see. Uh, oh, how about we give the meek the earth? And he says, well, we can't give that. Uh, can't you give the earth to the whiners? Well, no, let's cut the whiners out and let's give the earth to the meek. Okay, let's give the earth to the meek. Here we uh, what Who are we missing? We got the peacemakers, the whiners. That's it. How many is that? And Jesus, Jesus is like, uh, seven. And Biff's like, ah, oh, that's not enough. We need one more. He says, okay, uh, what about the persecuted? What are we going to give them? We'll give them a fruit basket. And Biff says, you can't give them a fruit basket uh, because we gave, you know, the meek the kingdom, uh, uh, or we gave the poor in spirit the kingdom of earth, and we gave the meek the whole earth. Uh, what are we going to do? He says, why don't we share the kingdom of the earth with, uh, with, with the meek also? And so, see, this is actually how Jesus got the Beatitudes. You see, and so it, it's not rocket science. This is just kind of, now, that's, that's fiction. That's funny. That's Biff. Uh, if you're, if, you're, uh, if you're appalled by slightly sacrilegious stuff, don't pick up the book. But if you're kind of into that, it's, it's hilarious. Now, that being said, where did we really get the Beatitudes? Well, Jesus comes up, Jesus comes on the scene, and he is living out what was spoken in Isaiah chapter 61. In Isaiah chapter 61, what, what is the prophet, he's writing, uh, and, and the, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to set the captives free, to comfort those who mourn. When Jesus Christ comes onto the scene and begins to preach, he is fulfilling the prophecy of the Messiah, the Anointed One. He is doing exactly as the Messiah would do. He, God in the flesh, is preaching good news to the poor. The Messiah is preaching good news to those who mourn. Preaching good news to those who are being held captive to darkness and to death and to slavery and to all of these things. Blessed are the poor in spirit, is what 
Jesus begins by saying. Now, we would have to unpack a couple of things. For instance, the word blessed. Because I was always taught that blessed is an interesting word. You know, especially I always heard that when you say bless your heart. Have you ever heard this? Like I was always taught that when you say bless your heart, what you're really saying is, you know, you're such an idiot. Anyone, you know, so like, you know, Johnny was playing on the train tracks and tried to jump on a moving train and fell and broke his arm. Bless his heart. But really, Johnny's just an idiot kind of thing. Or, um, you know, like, like, has anyone else heard this? Yes, this is how, you know. Or like Susan tried on one of those Asian black masks to clean her face and it got stuck and ended up, you know, and bless her heart. But really, like everyone on the Internet knows not to do that. What You're such an idiot kind of thing. But that's actually not, not what Jesus is doing. The word here, blessed. Blessed is the, the Greek word is makarios. And the word here literally, when you translate it as blessed, you could translate it to actually mean a, a, in, a, in such a way fortunate. Fortunate are those. You could go so far as to say lucky are those. Or maybe one of the most uh, beautiful ways is it would be, could be translated God's favor is upon those whom. God's favor is on those who are poor in spirit. God's favor is upon those who mourn. God's favor is upon those who are are just fighting for peace and they're getting trampled on. God's favor is upon those who hunger and thirst for justice. God's favor is upon. Now, why? 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 Why would Jesus come in preaching something like this? Well, Jesus is giving a new basis for approval. I really begin to think about this. He is not giving a new set of legalistic laws, okay? Like Jesus is doing away with legalistic laws. Jesus is not saying, you, if you do this, then you will be blessed. Because if Jesus was saying that, you know what that means? That means that now you have to work for this blessing. Do you see that? And many people, honestly, have taken these beatitudes, these blessings, blessed are the poor in spirit, and they've said, oh, I must become poor in spirit so that I might be blessed. You know, and then we spend all this time in, in, our, in our minds and in our hearts trying to figure out what does it mean to be poor in spirit and how can I do that? You know, how can I, how can I make myself more humble? I'm already the most humble person I know. You know, kind of, kind of thing. Or how can I make myself more persecuted? Or how can I make myself more and more? That's not what Jesus is doing. Jesus is saying, listen, there's, there's this whole new, new system in place. There's this whole new place where, where you can find this new basis for approval. There's a new world. In the new world, Jesus is saying to this motley crew of people who's standing around, this new world and this new reality, it's for you. You see, society says you can't get in on anything good because you're poor, because you're humble. Because you're not good at being religious or you're not good at being spiritual. Because you empathize with others. Because you are sympathetic towards others. Because you desire things to be right. And in a world, the only way to get ahead is not for things to be right, but it's for you to continue scratching and clawing. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. That's the way of the world. My kingdom is that you, you, I'm starting with you. I'm not starting with the things that society says. See, in society, you don't fit in. Remember last week? You don't fit into society. And don't worry, because the system of society is not what I'm using anyway. I'm using my own system, and so I'm going outside of the system of society, and I'm starting with you. Blessed are 
you who are poor in spirit. Now, here's how I read this. Matthew 5, 6, 7. Because remember, at some point, Jesus is going to start teaching some really heavy stuff. It's going to get, it's going to get kind of hairy here uh, around Matthew 7. When Jesus starts saying things like, you know, it's not just if you kill someone, but even if you're angry at them in your mind, it's like killing them. And you're like, oh, So at some point we start, blessed are the poor in spirit. And I'm nodding. I'm like, yes, yes, this is good. This, is, this point right here is going to be important to remember for the next 22 weeks. But we're nodding, yes, Jesus, way to go. Blessed are the poor in spirit, yeah. And then we're nodding, yeah, blessed are those who mourn, yeah. But at some point, if we're really honest, we will begin to realize that somewhere along the way, we all stop nodding somewhere. We all stop nodding somewhere because Jesus is so radical and he goes so out far, so outside, so far outside of of what we understand to be the way to be accepted, the way things run and are. And I would encourage you over the next number of weeks, where do you stop nodding? Where do you stop nodding in agreement with Jesus? Where Where do we start to maybe start wondering? Maybe where do we even become disapproving at times? It's possible, if we're honest with you. Each beatitude in Matthew 5 is a reversal of cultural values. So in in society at that time, the rich oppressor was the one who had power. The one who had money and the one who could oppress the other is the one who had power. And Jesus is saying, but blessed is the one who doesn't have that. Luke says, blessed are the poor. Matthew adds, blessed are the poor in spirit. And so, which is it? Well, I, I would say it's both. Comment, um, commentators go back and forth. You know, some of the commentators want to lean all the way towards, blessed are those who are physically poor. People now who have no money, no possessions. And I think that's exactly what Jesus is saying. Blessed are you because the kingdom is for you. And other commentators go the other way. No, Jesus is talking about blessed are those who who when it comes to being poor in spirit, these are people who they're terrible at religion for whatever. They can never get it right. No matter how hard they try, they feel always disconnected from God. God, they always feel on the outside. They feel like they just can't get it. And that's what Jesus is saying. And I would say I 100 percent agree with that. (laughs) So it is a it's a both. And I think Jesus is just going. he's, He's trying to destroy the barriers all across the board. And so if you find yourself here tonight, and if you find those that you run circles with, and you know, you, if you feel tapped out, I am emotionally poor. I am physically poor. I am spiritually poor. I just cannot get my together. And then I would say to you that Jesus says to you that the kingdom of God is for you. This is not about attaining a particular thing before the kingdom of God is for you. Jesus says, welcome, this is for you. Come get in on this. Come be a part of this now. This is the good news. Jesus says, blessed are the zeros. Blessed are the spiritual zeros. Blessed are the pathetic. Blessed are those who can't get it right. Blessed are those who don't believe all the right things. Blessed are you because God is with you.
Oh, but no, 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 I thought it was. I thought it was blessed are those who believe all the right things. I thought it was blessed are those who do all the right things. I thought it was blessed are those who are, are spiritual giants. But no, 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 no. We're, he's destroying the system and saying, no, there's a new system in place. God is with you where you are now. Is this good news to you? Is this good news to you? Now, listen, if this is not good news to you, then perhaps you are not spiritually poor, <laughs> which is okay. See, here's the thing. Remember, some people, and, and I, think that the, I think there's a lot of truth to this, and commentators go back and forth. So you would have to go and study this on your own, and you can agree with this or you can disagree with this, and, and, and I'm, I'm good with that either way. But I'm, just, I'm giving this out to you to, to think through because some people really have a very easy time connecting the dots spiritually. And some people just are wired in a particular way. Some people have a very easy time connecting the dots with the divine. They have a very easy time um, um, meditating. They have a very easy time praying. They have a very easy time connecting with God. And those people maybe not aren't as quite so poor in spirit. And those people normally would read this and they would start to feel guilty. Oh, I don't, I don't feel old, old, all that poor in spirit, so now I have, to, I have to get poorer in spirit in order to be blessed. No, you don't. Just keep moving. The problem is... When that becomes a problem is when that person begins to look down on those and says, they're not where I am with the divine. That person, that poor, that poor schmuck doesn't know how to pray. They don't know how to work through difficult times. They don't know how to, to be religious. Now, now you have a problem. And now we need heart surgery where we invite the spirit of the divine to say what's going on. Because this is where humility is out the door at this point poor in spirit so a person can be uh, amazingly connected to God in so many beautiful ways and, and, and truly be humble, which is something that the spirit brings. Does that, make, does that resonate with you? And so humility is a real key here. Humility is a real key. But Jesus ultimately, here's what he, he's doing. I mean, just say, just say we're, we're the group and Jesus says, for you here, blessed are the poor in spirit. If that's you, I have good news for you. Because you don't have to be like her. You don't have to preach like him. You don't have to pray like her. You don't have to do this like her or be like him. The kingdom is for you. Right where you are right now. So come on. Come on. This is new reality. This is new life. There's beauty and there's grace and there's mercy right here for you. Again, Jesus meets us in our place of need. So where are you? And where do you need Jesus to meet you? I love this more than anything. I mean, just think about the incarnation. Think about God the divine becoming flesh. Is there any greater picture of the divine one saying, you don't have to do anything to get to me I'm going to find you. I'm so going to find you that I'm going to take one human form. And I'm coming to find you. Where are you? Where are you stuck? Where are you stuck? Where are you missing out? Where, where are you feeling empty? Where are you, where are you, where's your, where are you feeling confused? 
open your eyes to me and I'm coming to find you. In our place of poverty, in our place of lostness, and where we are most lost, Jesus says, the kingdom. The kingdom. And what is the kingdom? The reality of God. The way of God. It's for you. Well, what do I do with it then? Well, my suggestion is we would do the same thing that the people on the side of that mountain did. We just start looking to Jesus. Now, most, most people in this room, in some way, shape, or form, are somehow connected to Christ more than likely already. If you're, if you're not connected to Christ in, in some way, my, my, my invitation would be look to Christ and, 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 and allow yourself to, to speak to Christ and say, I, I want to be connected. I want to experience this. That, that this is for all. The, the next ones of us in the room is that we might be connected to Christ, but maybe there's this thing where it's like, yes, but I still can't get over X, Y, or Z. And I would say, these guys on the side of the mountain, these women on the side of the mountain, they had all kinds of crap hanging off their lives. And they just started following. They just started taking directives from the anointed one one day at a time. One day at a time. And just, well, today, this is, this is what it looks like to follow. This is what it looks like to follow. And so this is, this is the invitation. Where are you? Where are you? What does it look like to turn this moment and this thing, this relationship, this addiction, this hang-up, this whatever it is, what does it look like to turn this over to the spirit of the living God who promises to meet us where we are. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there the kingdom, God's reality, is for you.